This is Tani Talks Parsha, where we talk about the Parsha of the week with some practical lessons to keep. We are here in Parsha's Pinchas, finding the fascinating character of Pinchas himself. Many people say that Pinchas is Eliyahu, Eliyahu is Pinchas, whether they are one and the same, we're not sure about that. Some people say yes, some people say no, but regardless, they definitely share that attribute of zealotry, religious zealotry. For Hashem, we talk about this at length in a Tani Talks Life slash Tani Talks Radio slash the the lecture series, whatever you want to call it. Over the years, we have the the alacrity and zeal where we talk at length about this, but really it behooves us to touch upon it anyway because Eliyahu Hanavi is my favorite character in all of Tanakh, if not my favorite, then one of my favorite. A fascinating figure, a fascinating character. Again, we talk about him much more in that instance, in that element, but... He is a really, really cool character. So Eliyahu Navi, we know, who shares many traits with Pinchas, if he doesn't have the same neshama or wasn't the same person, they're very religiously zealous for Hashem. Obviously, Bilam gives terrible advice in the end of last week's Parsha. Bilam tries to go and curse the Jewish people three times, and Hashem makes him bless them multiple times because man makes plans and God laughs. God laughs to man's plans, man plans, God laughs. It's all in the ways of Hashem. Hashem will be the one in the end to decide what's going to happen, obviously. So, Bilam wasn't able to curse the Jews, but he said, you know, the Jewish people are very holy and are involved in holy things. I'm going to give you great advice. Get the daughters of Midian to be involved with the Jewish men, and that'll cause catastrophe, which it did. 24,000 people died, and there's a whole plague, and one guy even has the audacity to basically... Show the sages, show Moshe, this shiksa, this non-Jewish woman, and Pinchas is enraged for the sake of Hashem. Moshe forgot the law that you're allowed to kill someone who does this in public, like literally in front of everybody. Pinchas did not forget the law. Obviously, Hashem did this on purpose so that Pinchas would get the merit, would get the ability to get the kahuna for himself. Pinchas goes and avenges the day, saves the day, and basically the plague stops. And Pinchas is the only one at that point that got the kahuna based on his own merit. And then, of course, afterwards is the ability to have the Jewish people have the kohanim from the descent of Aaron and his children and grandchildren. But Pinchas was a grandchild that didn't have it himself, I believe, and he got it now himself because of this. Eliyahu, of course, also is a religious zealot. My favorite example is Eliyahu on Har Carmel when he has the religious audacity, beautiful chutzpah, to tell Hashem, basically, I'm going to challenge all the Nevi'im, quote-unquote, the fake prophets of the Baal, the fake prophets of the Asherah, I believe, also. And Eliyahu is the only prophet on one side, and the fake prophets, 400 or 800, whatever you want to say, on the other side, and they fatten the calf, and they do their voodoo, whatnot. Eliyahu literally davens to Hashem, and a great fire comes down to lick up his water, massive amounts of water around his mizbeach, and the other one is not touched. And the Medrash talks about how the other ones tried tricking him, tried sending a snake after him, tried sending like scorpions and whatnot. Hashem saved him each time. Obviously, Hashem approved, even though Eliyahu basically called for a miracle that would have easily disproved you know, proven him, discredited him easily. But here we have both of the elements of being a religious zealot. I'm not talking about people who go and just starting shooting people and whatnot for just for the fact that they're religious zealots. I'm not talking people who are fighting against governments, fighting against fellow Jews or whatnot, or being massively like that. I'm talking about a much simpler element, how we should stand up for Hashem whenever we can.
you could do what you can to be a little bit zealous for Hashem. We all have a little bit of Pinchas inside us. We all have a little bit of Eliyahu inside us. In fact, Eliyahu comes and visits every single Jewish bris. Eliyahu comes and visits every single Seder. Eliyahu comes and is involved in being involved with each thing. So we just need to do what we can in what we can in these different elements. Eliyahu is sent to do these things because he told Hashem, I'm the only one righteous and zealous for your sake, Hashem. Hashem shows him a beautiful vision at the end of his time being a prophet, and he still says, I'm the only one being religiously zealous for your sake, Hashem. And Eliyahu is the one that stands up, and Hashem says, you're too zealous for my sake. You see, he says, but look at the Jewish people, they're not following in your ways. And Hashem says, by my life, you know, swearing, but obviously Hashem can't swear. He's not a, a person to do so. And we are talking about a way that Hashem says to Eliyahu, by your own eyes, you will see how awesome the Jewish people will be throughout the ages. You'll see all the Sadarm I'm going to make you go to. You'll see all of the bris that, that I'm going to make you go to. And hence, we have the tradition that Eliyahu himself, who was the major religious zealot for Hashem's sake and Pinchas too, and he has to go and come to every bris and every seder to see that the continuity of the Jewish people, Baruch Hashem, lasts throughout the ages. The question is, what can we do ourselves to be a little bit of a religious zealot, to be a little bit of someone standing up for the honor of Hashem, standing up for the honor of the Jewish people? And I feel like there is a simple solution. I purposefully work wearing my kippah. I work for the city of New York as an occupational therapist, pediatric occupational therapist. Baruch Hashem just finished my eight year a couple of not even so long ago a couple of weeks ago really and i purposely wear the kippah inside because i want to be a little bit of a soldier of hashem on my own tiny level they could ask me questions do you know what kosher means doesn't mean the rabbi blesses the food what if he doesn't bless it can you still eat it you have to have certain symbols on the kosher food why so i explain that and sometimes you know the other day we were at a hachnasas torah in our neighborhood which was beautiful and a guy stopped me and my wife on the street and he's like can you tell me what's going on here we don't live in montana or texas but the accent always makes it more interesting yes sir there is a bible scroll that we're dedicating to the local synagogue it is a really beautiful event a beautiful tradition where we're able to be involved people sing and they dance and there's refreshments it's one of the most beautiful things that can happen to have these torah scrolls these bible scrolls where the old bible is written on it really the only one true word of hashem obviously is the tanakh but explaining it to a non-jew is not so simple but we can do what we can. So I could be a little bit of a pillar of a religious symbol for the Jewish people. Oftentimes, if not every time, I'm one of the only Jewish people in the building, one of the only religious people in the building, and usually one of the only religious males in the building. Happens to be in, a, in one of my current schools that there is a religious Jewish male, which is highly unusual. And there is another religious Jewish person, also highly unusual. But most times... I am one of the only people there. So we all can be a little bit like Pinchas, be a little bit like Eliyahu. We can stand up for our values. We can stand up for our ideals. We can have a little bit of religious zealotry for ourselves, for our lives, to do what we can to make the world a better place, a more bright place. We can explain a little bit about Judaism. You know, non-Jews have the six, the, bi the big uh, seven, excuse me, the Sheva Mitzvahs, the Noach, the seven, including not 
not committing murder, not doing immorality, and not eating Avram and Achai, and setting up the court systems, and not cursing, whatnots. There are many categories with many, many, many minutiae involved. Very interesting to meet a Noachai. I don't know if you ever met one. I actually just spoke to someone who was a Noachai and then became a Balchuva. Very interesting. But we can do what we can to explain things to them and do what we can to stand up for Hashem. If Pinchas stood up for Hashem in a major, major way, Eliyahu stood up for Hashem in a major, major, major way, we could stand up for Hashem in our own lives in a minor way. You know, we could do what we can to help those around us. We could show about the the mitzvahs about chesed, about beautiful things that we see in this world, we could see in this life. We could do what we can in this life. You know, Pinchas is the grandson of Aharon. Aharon is known as the Rodev Shalom, Ohev Shalom, the Rodev Shalom. He would make peace between man and his friend. Do you know he really feels bad? And he would go, go tell the other person, you know he really feels bad? He would say this to a man and wife, to a friend and another friend. He would befriend evildoers just on purpose so that they would do tshuva because if they realize that Aaron is befriending them, he must think highly of them. I must do what I can to actually be congruous with that. So Pinchas has in his nature to be someone who loves God, who is peaceful for God. But when he sees something that is so against his nature, he has to do something about it. He has to go against his natural temperament, natural peace-loving nature, and stand up for Hashem, Stand up for the the goodness of the world for Hashem and eliminate a major threat to what is godliness and what is Kedusha and what is really necessary for the honor of Hashem. Pinchas had to stand in opposition to his nature, Chabad.org points out, to do what he can to bring peace. Pinchas is Eliyahu, according to the Yalkut Shemoni. Hashem says to Pinchas, You made peace between Israel and me in this world, so too in the world to come. It is you who shall make peace between me and my children. As written in Malachi, Behold, I will send you Eliyahu Hanavi. Before the coming of the great and the awesome day of Hashem, He will return the hearts and fathers to children and the hearts of children to their fathers. Although the priesthood was given, Rashi points out, to Aharon and his sons who were anointed together with him, to the children they would father after them, Pinchas was already born before that time, was not himself anointed, did not enter the priesthood until now when he deserved it himself. Pinchas attained the priesthood once he slew Zimri. Pinchas was the one that stood and was able to right the wrong, was the one that able to stand up for what was wrong and to correct it and to stand up for the religion of Hashem, to stand up for the honor of Hashem, to stand up for what was right, to do good for the world. We too can do, have a little Pinchas in you, have a little Eliyahu in you, find the little Eliyahu in you, find the little Pinchas in you, do what you can to make the world a little bit brighter, a little bit lighter. As we come to the three weeks and we begin the three weeks and we have a fast day, Shiva Sabra Thomas, when the walls are breached and the badness starts happening in our history, which ultimately leads in the destruction of the temple, what can we do to stand up a little bit for the honor of Hashem, to be a little bit like Pinchas, a little bit like Eliyahu, to have some zealotry? No, I don't want Motsi Shemra in my midst. I don't want Sinas Chinam in my midst. I don't want embarrassment in my midst, which is like killing a person. We talk a lot that about on the Tani Talks Radio episode on Don't You Embarrass Me on all podcast forums. But we could do what we can. The base of interest was destroyed. 
the second one because of sin al We need to combat that with Ahavas Chinam as pointed out by the Chavetz Chaim and other sages throughout time. That will be the way to rebuild the base of Midrash, to have Ahavas Chinam, baseless love for all Jews, Motzi Shem Tov, talking good about Jews, Lashon Tov, using good words and good comments and good aspects about fellow Jews, doing all we can to make the world a better place, a brighter place, a more beautiful place, making the world kinder and more loving. If we can have a little Pinchas in us, if we can have a little bit Eliyahu in us, to have a little bit of zealotry for Hashem's sake, we can do what we can to bring more light to the world, to bring more brightness to the world, to make the world a better place. And maybe, just maybe, then we won't need a Shiva Sarbatamas, we won't need a Tisha B'Av, and things could finally turn to Yom Tov, where there will be Eval Yom Tov and and. and Simcha all around, and we should be zocha that we can have this today in our day with the avas chinam to rebuild the base of speedily in our day, and may that day in fact be today. This has been Tani Talks Parsha, where we talk about the Parsha of the week with some practical lessons to keep. Join us next week, same time, same place. God willing, here on Tani Talks Parsha, and I'm your host, Tani.